do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCuberless. The show is a journey into the inner recesses of my mind to experience for yourself through the medium of audio all the media I have consumed. Hmm, interesting. Uh, don't forget several things. Uh, one, your keys because then you won't be able to start your car. Also, uh, don't forget that there will be spoilers. Uh, This episode in particular, I should warn of, and you will know why momentarily. Also, know that uh, every episode that ends in a zero, this being one of them, 490-490, I will take two weeks off for you to get caught up on previous episodes. You're welcome. Ten weeks off, two weeks, two weeks, ten weeks on, two weeks off. Ten weeks on, two weeks off. That is my podcast schedule. I do that for many reasons. The aforementioned for you to get caught up. The not aforementioned, the unaforementioned uh, for me to get a bit of a backlog. If, say, I need to take a week off. A week off. So, you know, it's a win-win. It's a win for you. It's a win for me is the theory. And that rhymes, and you know it rhymes. Uh, okay, without further, 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 further ado, I will push a button that will start a series of five-minute timers. Five of them, although four of them in this case, and you'll see why in a second. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to review some things. Okay, so, uh, I don't have any movies, so we're skipping movie monologue, uh, and we're going right to television talk. The reason I feel this is acceptable in this case is because the television in question is Game of Thrones, yes, season one to eight. That is insane that I did this. Uh, and when I say this, I mean, not that I watched season one to eight, uh, the fact is I started watching Game of Thrones slightly after season eight started airing (laughs) and I finished watching them uh, slightly after they stopped airing so whatever the time frame I think it was like a month and change or was it even a month anyways it was like four weeks I started watching the first episode of Game of Thrones season one and uh, I made it a week after the uh, not even a week like a like four days after the final episode had aired I finished watching the final episode so that's how quickly I watched it 
I, I always said from the very beginning, since, since it started airing, uh, having been someone who read the books way back when, way back when only three of the books existed, uh, and, and to be 100% Amish with you, something that has come up before, uh, I was not a giant fan of the books. The sheer amount of characters in the books... Uh, for me, whenever I read a fantasy novel, if that is a case where uh, it's just character after character after character, that is a book that I usually will not enjoy so much, uh, and that overcame it a bit. Like, I still had enjoyment, but uh, definitely the sheer amount of characters took away enjoyment I would have had uh, in, in books with less, let's just say. So, when I found out they were turning it into a show... Uh, combined with the fact that there's all those characters in it, which is hard to keep track of, I knew, I knew, deep down in my heart of hearts, that this would be a show that would be destined to be binge-watched. Uh, and I will verify, after I've done so, that uh, that is very much the case. I feel like if I had to watch this on the schedule in which it aired, um, not only between seasons, but friggin' uh, between episodes, I'd be like, who's that? What's that guy doing? The show is sort of famous, I think, for that fact that uh, the sheer amount of characters, <laughs> some of them with similar names and looks, it's sort of hard to keep track who is who, wh who is doing what and when. Uh, uh, watching it as quickly as I did, that uh, very, very, very much, that's three varies, I do believe, uh, took away a lot of that uh, difficulty that, uh, that people... Oh, yeah. That's the television talk theme there. Do, do, do. Television talk uh, theme. Television talk. Today is television talk that we're already in the middle of. Sponsor is Dragon Glazier Limited. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, to hop back in it. Uh, and I knew that would happen. <laughs> that we would be sort of uh, mid-talk when the theme would go off. But, uh, you know, that's a thing. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, uh, wow, that did screw me up a bit. Okay, let's just hop into uh, season one to seven. <laughs> the seasons that people enjoy. Or, you know, let's just bring that up right off the bat. The other thing that I believe this binging did that those who... Uh, didn't watch it, uh, uh, I, I sort of alleviated from myself, oh boy, uh, these are sentences, yes, uh, is, is the fact that I did not hate the final season, or the final episode for that matter. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of things online, sort of fascinating, uh, almost intellectual, almost like a, a sociological papers written on the subject that uh, people who watches from the beginning and watched it slowly, uh, it, it almost sort of turned into a, a significant other. Uh, they, they became so involved with it that there was no way, no matter what happened in that final season, they were going to like it, uh, which is sort of fascinating to me. And I think I, 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 I did sort of a win-loss on this. I didn't perhaps have that... Uh, 
uh, emotional involvement that these people who watch it from the very beginning as it aired had like because I watched it so quickly I, I didn't have that sort of uh, it, it hadn't become a part of my life like it had for them but uh, then I also alleviated that uh, that that possible hatred of the last episode uh, there's things in the last episode I didn't like or things that happened in the last season that I didn't like uh, so, so I could see where people who have the hatred are coming from, um, but to the degree that people have, that uh, I have trouble understanding. Uh, with any show, um, just period, if there's hatred of a show, I, I try to reserve my hate for things like uh, that actually affect <laughs> people, like, like, uh, uh, geez, what could I say without being political? Probably not much, let's just put it that way. Uh, so one thing that I thought of, and this is sort of a strange thought, that for me, the, the, the thing that I didn't like of, and this is, I did give a nice big spoiler warning at the top, one thing I didn't like is, uh, shit, I'm so bad with names, the, the mother of dragons, that girl, <laughs> uh, see, th that's the other reason, I'm so bad with names that I needed to watch this quickly, because if people just mentioned names in the show, I'd have no idea who they're talking about, but the fact that I did it so quickly helped that a lot. Anyways, the mother of dragons, she, in the final episodes, just went insane, seemingly out of nowhere. Like, there was always some bubbling anger underneath, but to the degree where she would uh, basically destroy an entire city, that seemed out of character. That seemed like a, a sudden snap, and she's insane and doing insane things, which... Uh, I, I could see how longtime viewers wouldn't appreciate that even more than I would, who hadn't become as accustomed to her, her, her sort of occasional anger, let's say. Uh, okay, and, and this is my strange theory that I thought could have helped with that. Uh, you know when you're reading a book, which these are based on, if you don't know that, uh, you can... Uh, experience people's thoughts so not only can you see their actions but you can also sort of go into their mind and read something like uh, the mother of dragons was thinking blah 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 uh, I almost feel like if occasionally when she was having these thoughts of anger sort of bubble up inside over the course of uh, this series uh, like when she did things that were, uh, let's just say, evil for the sake of argument, uh, she would have in her mind, uh, and and we the viewers would hear it, uh, like something egging her on to do these quote unquote evil things. And in the scene where she burns down the city, we would have heard uh, the the thing sort of screaming in her mind to do what she did. Uh, is that insane? Maybe, um, but. Uh, it, would it have worked? I have no idea. But it, it's just a thought I had that maybe would have uh, alleviated it a little bit. Okay, last, uh, since you heard we're out of time and I wanted to stick to the timer here, uh, the choice of who's on the Iron Throne. Uh, I think people hate it. Yeah, sure. Uh, I was surprised, which uh, if you're a long-time listener, you will know when things happen in movies or TV that I don't expect, I actually like it. Because uh, normally it always sort of, oh yeah, I know what's going to happen. Uh, and then it happens, and I have that very slight, uh, slight happiness of, oh yes, okay, well I was right, I guess. Um, but I much preferred not knowing what's going to happen and being surprised what's going to happen, which is what happened here. Uh, so, 
I, I like the choice for that reason, and also for the reason uh, being a, a priding myself a little bit on uh, logic in all things, uh, picking uh, the most knowledgeable person to be your leader uh, is a smart move, is it not? <laughs> We've seen the opposite is not the case. Uh, getting political there. Uh, so why not uh, Why not pick not only... I don't know if he's the smartest, if you could say, but he does have the most knowledge. So uh, picking the person with the most knowledge and then having smart people working under the person with the most uh, knowledge who are smart, quote-unquote, uh, I think is a, is a good peanut butter and jam uh, le of leadership, right? That makes sense. All right, uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Season 1 to 8. My rating, 5 out of 5. Okay, now, let me preface that, or not preface it because I already said it with this to me is similar and this may be because I binged it like I said and didn't watch it uh, as it aired like some people this to me is similar with Star Wars <laughs> let me explain Star Wars is uh, uh, people love it more than life itself people love it so so very much they they rate it higher than all media out there uh, Star Wars, a lot of the movies I give 5 out of 5. I very much enjoy Star Wars. I also think it's one of the most... Uh, 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 oh shit, what's the word I use often? It's one of the most... Overrated. Overrated. That's a word that I forgot. I forgot that word. So Star Wars, I love it. I give, it, I give a lot of the movies 5 out of 5. But I also think it's incredibly overrated. I, I don't think it's one of the greatest things out there. I feel like Game of Thrones, I loved it. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5. But I also think it's a little more overrated. Like, I, I was never... There, there was moments where I was blown away. And there was a lot of moments where I just thought, people love this as much as <laughs> I have heard that they love it. So, you know, I, I, I'm putting that and those two things in the same category of of nerdy things this this is the category this is this is it nerdy things that i loved that people's love of them is so high i can't quite wrap my mind around their level of love of it despite my love of it my, my love does not equal their love it's degrees of love difference yes Okay, so that, uh, that, that's what I have to say about Game of Thrones Season 1 to 8 that I watched in a month. Conan the Librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Today's book banter sponsor is Swamp Planet Hollywood. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, if you're following along, you will know this is uh, uh, Orion, book number five from the Orion series, titled Orion Among the Stars by Mr. Ben Bova. Yes, uh, I'm, um, I'm into, um, I don't know how many pages, into the final book of this series. Uh, so this is the, the, the fifth book of a six-book series. And uh, i got to say, thoroughly enjoyed them all. Uh, uh, I, think my, I think I gave fours and fives to all of them. Uh, this one included. Yeah, I'll, I'll go four. Uh, one thing I liked about this book that uh, changed it up compared to the other ones, the other ones all took place in different 
sort of time periods on Earth. Kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. Maybe we would hop around a little bit. Um, but this one is, as the title indicates, Among the Stars. Uh, takes place, you guessed it, in space. Uh, yeah, Ben Boba. Ben Boba. <laughs> My favorite drink. Uh, ben Bova, rather, uh, is a, a famous for great sci-fi. Uh, Hugo Award winning, I'm just seeing right here. Uh, series by Hugo Award winning. Yeah, uh, does great sci-fi. This included. So it was nice to take it into the stars. Uh, where Orion is uh, continuing his battle, his battles, plural, uh, instead of on land, but in space, and some on land. So uh, if you're unfamiliar with Orion, uh, he is a creation of the gods uh, used to do their bidding in various forms. He is the hunter, which uh, he doesn't do so much hunting per se, so much as uh, battling. He's, he, he's good in battle, and uh, there's lots of cool battles in this between uh, uh, humans and almost like tabaxi, it sounds like, or uh, what are the, the, the cat people? Khajiit from Skyrim, like like half human, half feline. A uh, lot of battles with them. Then there's um, battles with uh, like spider people. They sounded more like uh, from, oh, what are those movies with the giant insects that uh, are really B-movie but fun? Oh, my brain's a little destroyed after this weekend. Obviously, from this episode, I recorded... Uh, well, we'll save that for later. Uh, okay, so, we started on a swamp planet, <laughs> which is dumb. Like, no planet is just... Okay, that, that's one mark against. No planet is just all one uh, biosphere. It's like a, a video game thing. Like, you got your ice planet, you got your swamp planet, uh, where he doesn't quite know why, but he's trying to battle against these uh, uh, things. He finds a, a race of uh, the old ones. I don't think it ever really goes into what they look like, per se, who were there before humans and the gods. Uh, eventually, these old ones decide that uh, the human gods are uh, become too powerful and are starting to create things that will destroy stars. So uh, Orion's task sort of becomes uh, he has to convince two groups of gods, two warring factions of gods, to stop their fight. Otherwise, all of them will be destroyed. Uh, so that's, that's kind of cool. Um, he uh, he uh, uses his powers of... Uh, super speed, super healing. Uh, he's able to control uh, his pain receptors. So say if he's shot, uh, he could turn off the pain and then he can send, uh, he can sort of congeal the blood. <laughs> uh, cool stuff like that. So uh, not only that, but uh, in this one, more than all others, previous books, I think, he has his memories of past lives because he'll die occasionally. And then the gods will bring him back for another task. Uh, oh, uh, something cool of that is we learn in this one that uh, it's not so much he's dying as it's clones. So uh, people uh, have transporters, like from Star Trek, um, but it, it's taking your body and basically destroying it and then using that information and transferring it to, say, the surface of a planet and rebuilding it as if it's a clone. Uh, and then we learn that the gods are actually... The reason they don't die is because they just clone themselves over and over. Uh, so that's kind of cool as well. Sci-fi-y, and I like it.
today's game cabin sponsor is blog for the fireball fireballs thank you for that sponsorship all right uh so i have a different game gabin uh occasionally i will talk uh dnd and do a dnd recap uh this time i will do so however uh it's uh, will be my first talk of playing in a Adventure League game, which with, if you're unfamiliar, uh, Adventure League is like more organized play. Uh, it's people put on uh, D&D games and you can go and sign up and uh, it's all a little more by the books. Uh, and I also, the first time I ever played at a convention was yesterday, which is why I'm sort of a little out of it because I had a very busy weekend. Uh, so, uh, I actually wasn't planning on playing. I just sort of saw the table, saw they had it there, saw they had uh, some open spots that were starting soon, and decided to sign myself up. Uh, the interesting thing about the one I played in is the person running it, the DM, uh, he was actually the creator of the, uh, oh shit, I've got it written down here, of the module in particular. It's called the Sisterhood of the Blade. Yeah. Uh, so... It was created specifically for this convention, Anime North, uh, which you can actually, I think it'll be airing actually after this episode uh, in, in about a week. You can listen to that uh, Nerd Cane Adventure Anime North special edition of this podcast. Uh, it'll be in about a week from uh, when this posts. Cool. Um, anyway, so uh, I signed up and uh, the guy who created it ran it, uh, which is cool. I, I found out about Adventure League modules that uh, uh, he will eventually be able to post it on DM's Guild. Uh, I, I guess after it uh, debuts there and is played in Adventure League, he can take it and post it there. So if you want to play it yourself, you can. Uh, we just sort of dipped our toe into it a little bit. Uh, we played for two hours in a little bit. Uh, one thing I got to say is fun uh, is the fact that... Uh, let me throw three things at you that are very strange D&D coincidences for myself. Uh, the first time I ever played D&D, &D, uh, the DM, uh, we sort of started the campaign as a, uh, a group who went to this training facility uh, in order to, you know, test our abilities sort of thing, let's say. And, and I'm just being vague here. Uh, the first time I ever ran my own campaign, uh, I built into the story as a sort of homage to that because the DM was playing. Uh, a, a similar thing where I had the group sort of start their mission together. Uh, one of the first things they did was go to a training facility to have their metal tested. <laughs> so, you know, just, just sort of a, like I, I did it because I thought it was a cool idea. Yes, obviously. But uh, also because I knew who's going to be playing and some of the players from that campaign were going to be in this. So I wanted to sort of tie things together a little bit. So just a fun little thing. Now, that's cool and fun and interesting. But I got to say, what did we do? In this uh, Adventure League, my first time playing D&D &D at a convention, we banded together and went to a testing facility <laughs> to uh, test our metal. So, very, very strange series of events. Like, I don't know if that's a, a, a trope in Dungeons & Dragons or not. <laughs> I, like, from my perspective, it's obviously a trope, but I don't know if it is for everyone, everyone else. Uh, it was fun. Okay, and... Let me just throw in, I don't normally say bad things on this podcast, just period, full stop. 
uh, and I'm not. I'm gonna try not to here. But there was uh, me and three other players. Uh, one was great. He was the type of player I would like to have at my table. He and I got along very well. Uh, uh, you could tell we had both played a lot and were sort of riffing off one another. Uh, there was another guy. He was good as well. He was at the end of the table, and uh, if you've ever been to a convention, they're loud, so I couldn't uh, often hear what he was saying. So I don't, I can't judge how how good a D and D player he was necessarily. Uh, and then there was a guy beside me who uh, he was a newbie, which I'm not holding that against him. Uh, I've often said in D and D related stuff on my podcast that uh, I like a newbie. I like uh, teaching people to play d and I've spoken of my desire to uh, in the not too distant future we'll be starting a, uh, a YouTube channel with newbie-ish stuff in mind. Oh, okay. A little, uh, little behind the scenes action for you there. Uh, but he also wasn't paying attention. So someone paying attention who's an expert and can sort of do two things at once and then hop in and be an amazing player. That's one thing. Uh, and someone who's uh, a newbie but's paying attention and wants to learn, that's another thing. He was not paying attention and a newbie, so he was really sort of throwing a, a bit of a monkey wrench in the in the whole thing, which was kind of a shame because uh, I don't think we got as far into the adventure as we could have otherwise. In fact, uh, uh, the DM... Oh yeah, I wanted to give him a plug. Andrew Bashinsky, uh, Sisterhood of the Blade... Um, you could check out his stuff on DM's Guild, I do imagine. Uh, we sort of ran out of time. Uh, he also, I don't think, knew that we had to be done right at three at the dot. Someone needed the table. So, uh, we sort of wrapped up with, uh, just doing a little, uh, RP instead of finishing the battle we were midway, which was a shame because, uh, I played a level one druid named Blog4, the Firebolg. Uh, and I had a cool plan I was about to do where uh, I had a once a day where uh, a racial ability called Hidden Step where I could go invisible for a round. So I was going to go invisible. Yeah, let me tell you my plan. So there was this room full of uh, three dudes who we were trying to stop because they were thieves and, and bad men and they stole a bunch of poison. So I was going to uh, go invisible, run in there, uh, get behind... Uh, a table where the, the, the clear boss guy was. And uh, because I was a giant seven-foot dude, uh, I was going to sort of block him with the table uh, in the corner so that the rest of the team could uh, 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 attack the other ones with impunity while this guy couldn't get by. Was was sort of my idea that I was working on when we had to wrap things up. But, you know, still had fun. Still uh, nice to have my first... Uh, D&D under my belt uh, played at a convention. So, hey, I liked it. And we'll do it again, I hope. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is MILFs. Okay, uh, yeah, so I, I just sort of hinted at this I, uh, earlier in this episode that uh, I'm a little out of it this weekend because uh, it accidentally coincided that I had to record episode 500 of this very podcast as well as go to Anime North all in one weekend. Uh, coincided because... Uh, 
if you are one of those weird long-time listeners that I bring up from time to time and listen to episode 300, you will know uh, what I did was basically drank a lot and listened to music. And I called that uh, episode 300 colon music. So for episode 500, I will uh, title it, will and have titled it uh, episode 500 colon video. So uh, what I did was watch every single, I mean, I skipped a few or a lot, uh, every single video that I have ever liked, hit the like button on YouTube, and I watched them in a reverse chronological order. So from the, the first video I ever liked, which was like a, uh, a guy playing a Zelda theme on the, on an ocarina, <laughs> which that's, was fucking pretty perfect that that was the oldest, uh, really nerdy video to, 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 to throw in there, uh, all the way up to, uh, the, the most recent one, which was like a normal difficulty since he's back, he's been posting some funny stuff. Uh, so, and then I also had the same element that I did in episode 300, which was a drink the whole time while doing it. Uh, I did it in, uh, uh, the same software that I did for a time, uh, stream, uh, on Twitch with, which is called XSplit. It allows me to uh, live edit, so I created a bunch of scenes, and uh, it was fun. It was six hours long. Uh, that'll be posting uh, when episode 500 posts. Oh, just on the, that note, although I don't really need to note it now. It's such a big file that it won't post to uh, the, the Podbean, which hosts this uh, podcast. So instead I posted it to YouTube and there'll just be a link and a little clip sort of thing. So I, I had to do it that way. But, uh, I, the reason I had to record it was because the missus was away and I needed to do it when she was away and not, uh, not up in my grill while I'm just drinking by myself in a room for six hours. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it, it came out good. I was, I was so worried about the audio in particular because I always had audio issues when I was, uh, streaming, uh, but, uh, every, everything worked out fine. So I'm, I'm happy with it. I have it under my belt and done. Okay. Moving on to a new, uh, uh, YouTube channel. I just started listening to, I heard, uh, Pete Holmes mention it on, uh, some podcast somewhere. It's called Nakey Jakey. Well, I see he's got uh, over a million subscribers. Congratulations, Nakey Jakey. I just added to that. Uh, basically, I think it's mostly video game focused from the handful I've watched. Video game and nerdy stuff focused. And he'll just talk about things in an amusing way. Um, Rockstar game design is outdated. Disney Channel original movies. Uh, games that should bang. Yeah, yeah, just a wide variety of subjects. He'll do some uh, green screen stuff. Uh, dumb fun full of comedy on a similar vein up at noon with max scoville and brian altano yeah been a been a big uh brian altano looks familiar i uh, couldn't quite put my finger on where i know him from but max scoville definitely i uh, used to watch him on destructoid he used to do great stuff over there always been a big fan uh him funny him talk of video games Man, <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, I started out that sentence not meaning to sound like a caveman. It's just my brain is so fried that uh, this will be all over soon. It'll be over soon. Uh, speaking of over soon, that's not a segue that makes sense. Uh, normal difficulty back on YouTube. Yeah, uh, aforementioned. Uh, so uh, been around 
for a long, long time. If you listen to early episodes of this podcast, you will hear me saying nice things of him. Uh, he went away from YouTube's for a while, did the Twitch thing. He's still uh, heavily involved over there. Has a great community. One of, probably, if you were to measure uh, Twitch communities, I, I'd throw uh, K Pike maybe at the top, just of of of, of love thrown out. Uh, and, and, and I'd throw normal difficulty in there. G Faust as well. Got a good community. Uh, that's something that I find happens on Twitch. Uh, you get people together. Just a strong sense of, you guessed it, community. <laughs> so uh, to see him uh, back on YouTube's uh, uh, with some edited content as well is great because he's super funny. And his streams are funny, and he takes things from the streams and edits them to to, to, to the funny parts, basically, is what happens. Uh, so definitely check out Normal Difficulty on Twitch and now back on YouTube. Okay, last but not least, Girls on Porn. Oh, a podcast. Where you guessed it, girls talk about pornography. Oh yeah, did I open up some of the examples? I did. Okay, so what was the first episode? Uh, MILF, yeah. Uh, okay, so they'll take a, a, a genre of porn and talk about it uh, in, a, in a very sort of uh, intellectual yet comedic fashion. And they'll have on uh, funny people. Like I know John Gabris was on one, wasn't he? Uh, Jake and Amir. We've got uh, BDSM, Orgy, Female Ejaculation, Lesbian, Jerk off instruction, outdoor, pegging. I think I skipped the pegging one. Uh, daddy, vintage, all sorts of interesting topics. And uh, sure, the title's going to get you in and it's very salacious, but it's also interesting just from a uh, knowledge perspective, which is uh, like if it was just girls talking about porn, you know, that could get old quick, especially when you're my age and you stop thinking about this as much as you did when you're a teenager, I will say. Um, but they do it from a, a, an informative and humorous fashion, so I very much appreciate that uh, because it, uh, as I say, I, I stay, I, I, I come for the porn. <laughs> oh my god, I come for the porn, but stay for the knowledge of the porn. Oh my god, I come for the porn is a sentence I said. All right, well, good thing we made it to the end because we can't go further down hole, down hole, <laughs> downhill. From here, oh my god. Folks, it's nice to be nice to the nice. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. <laughs> I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean... But you can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. 
Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper